My name is Angela. My name is Nicole. And welcome to the Ominous Stitch Podcast. Hello, Stitchers. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another exciting, amazing, amazing episode of the Ominous Stitch Podcast. Yeah. I can't wait to dive in to today just because of the stitch. I've been holding this in <laughs> all week. What has me in stitches? Oh, your I've stitches. Been dying to tell you this. I'm so excited. I'm excited for the rest of the podcast. Sure. I'm really excited to tell you. Okay. What yeah. This you is. didn't you didn't even tell me when I came and said hi I to know. you. So I know. I'm I'm ready for it. I gave you a hint. I know. So I showed you what is in what we call the back 40. So it's it's a big I don't know how big that is. Big, big space. What what do I have in my backyard? What what did I oh, put up? What did I big, show you? Big portable fences. Yeah. So we have big uh panels panels yeah they are portable panels but yeah so we have a big corral set yeah. up in our backyard uh-huh. so by the time this episode breaks uh-huh. i will be the proud mama uh-oh to seven alpaca seven seven two what? of them at least two of them are pregnant oh you're gonna have so many alpaca <laughs> i go pick them up tomorrow Yay! <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. I it it was a whirlwind week, guys. I can't believe this is real and mm-hmm. is happening. And I gotta knock on wood so I don't jinx it because I still have don't one day to it. go before they come. <laughs> I'm don't knocking jinx on it. wood, guys. How are they delivering them? Like in like a horse thing? Yes, in a horse trailer. Wow, that's so cool. <laughs> I hired there's there's people that transport animals, right? Aww. So I hired them. But that's been my week. So mm-hmm. my sister was in town last weekend. Right. And I showed you pictures. We went to an the alpaca farm. farm yeah. And we met some alpaca and we talked to the owner. She wasn't selling any of her, her alpaca. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's retired from breeding them. But she was like a great resource and a great person to talk to about. It's Sweetwater Alpaca Farm. Oh, just shout out to Sweetwater Alpaca Farm. And the woman there was so sweet. And Aww. she, you know, talked to us about alpaca. We asked her a bunch of questions. And my sister and I came home and my husband was just like, you know, we were just beaming. We were so excited about the alpaca. And so he did what he does. He made my dreams come true. Aww. And he jumped on the computer and started, you know, looking for alpaca for sale. And he right. came across a listing. This these people are are planning a big move. Mm-hmm. And so they're selling off their, you know, their ah. animals. And so they're starting with their herd of alpaca. Oh. And we were just like, perfect. This is the the price is right. There's no way we're going to get an opportunity like this. Right. And so we called them up. And on Sunday last week, mm-hmm. over the weekend, we went to go see them. They're about two hours away from us. Wow. So we went to go see the herd just to make sure, like, is this real? Yes. You know? And they were wonderful, wonderful, wonderful family. Aww. Beautiful animals. Yay. And they're all very, you know, they're young. They're two to four years old. Okay. And so, you know, we get to have them for a, a long, long time. time. How long do alpaca live for? They usually live close to 20 years. Wow. 15 to 20 years. Wow, that's yeah. exciting. <laughs> that's exciting. Oh my gosh. Some they can some can live longer, up to 25. Just but, depending. Yeah, yeah. Depending. But I can't my 
I, this is going to be a huge appreciation post, especially my husband's birthday is literally right around the corner. So just, I love you. Thank you so much for making my dreams come true. I can't believe I'm going to have alpaca. My, this is my dream. Like how long have I been manifesting this? Yes. For a long time. So I have a video of my alpaca. I'm going to show Nicole right now so you can see them. Oh, they're so cute. Yeah. Look how tiny they are. Oh. (laughs) they look like babies they are so cute they're like a giraffe yes sheep yes (laughs) they are so cute that is exciting congrats thank you so pretty soon we're gonna have well we'll have babies in april okay and then uh we will have the fibers they they get sheared late april may around there right before summer breaks Mm -hmm. and so once they get sheared then we get to process their fiber and we will have alpaca yarn and i learned how to make alpaca dryer balls by watching a bunch of youtube videos <laughs> yes <laughs> we'll make dryer balls i am so excited that and i can't cool. wait yes congrats i oh my gosh i am like your dying. Farm is building <laughs> i know we have like an actual an farm. actual farm yeah. i mean we have a farm right but, right right and we have chickens but you know this will be our first big livestock animal yeah and it's exciting yes it's exciting you're so gonna we be have, like up in the morning and up in the morning fixing them up and feeding them yes cleaning and shearing and (laughs) i don't know about the shearing part but just a little bit here and there the shearing yeah i might clip their toenails because i need their they have like toenails like dog toenails (laughs) (laughs) so i might i might have to clip their toenails they should be clipped of four times a year oh my gosh so they'll get clipped when they get sheared nice but other than that we'll have to figure out how to clip their their toenails they don't spit, right? Those are llamas. They can, but usually they don't. Okay. They reserve the spitting for if they are establishing dominance. Usually it's the boys that spit more than the girls. Of course it's boys. Just establishing dominance like around food. Yeah. So if if they want to eat and somebody else is eating, they may spit on them to make them go away. But they <laughs> usually just spit when they feel very threatened. Yikes. So that's a, def- a big defense mechanism. They will okay. spit on you. But cool. they don't generally spit that's not it's <laughs> not a thing just for that, fun yeah it's Funsies. not a thing that alpaca do I'll go spit on you yeah okay and so they're just very docile gentle animals very curious they will eat out of your hand Aww, so we'll get to play cute. with alpaca that's so cool the next time you come to my oh farm. my gosh <laughs> we're not gonna be able to record podcasts everybody because we're gonna be just I'm outside. Gonna be out playing with the with the alpaca I'm yeah sorry. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. I know. I I feel like such a proud mom. But I put all those panels up by myself. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I did all of that yesterday while my husband was at work. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm going to build the corral. And at first I was like, I'm just going to lay out the panels Mm because I know he wanted to build it with me. And that was a big thing. But, you know, he's working working a lot. And I was like, I don't want to add all this stress on us right, right before we get them i'm just gonna see if i can set them up and put it together and i did and i'm like oh i'm so proud of myself i figured out how to set up the gates and nice. make them work and you know it's a little wonky just because the ground that it's sitting on is a little wonky but uh we can fix that it's that not, is a, it's so not cool. a big deal but yeah we have i'm I, i'm just beaming i can't even talk i'm so excited <laughs> Yay! But that has literally been my week. Farmer figuring Angela. out how to get them here to the farm because mm-hmm. they are two hours away. Right. I'm like, 
how do I get them here? Transporting live animals. Right? How do I get them here? Then there's seven of them. Yes. (laughs) Like, what do I do? So that was, you know, two days of figuring out how to get them here Mm -hmm. and calling different transport companies and looking for trailers that we can pull. We do have a trailer lined up that we're going to get, but we just couldn't get it in time. Sure. So we called a transport company too. So nice. um, and a lot of transport companies were like, I'm sorry, we're busy with moving cattle right now. Oh, I'm sure. Like, oh, no. <laughs> oh my gosh. But it, I can't believe it's all worked out. Yeah. This is, it's, it's insane to me. I still don't like pinch me because I still don't believe <laughs> that this is real. But well, anyway. you knew you wanted it. It was going to happen. Yes. It's just happening now, which is awesome. I know. Very cool. I know. Yay. Yay. So that's my stitch. Well, yeah, I'm just going to use <laughs> your stitch as my stitch because that's pretty cool. I know. So we're going to have such cool yarn. Yay! It is so soft. It is so soft. Oh, I can. I actually have a little bit of alpaca fiber if you want to touch it. So let me go get it. Okay. We also moved into a different spot for recording to our permanent studio and I have these chairs and then you sit down in them and they just like hug you. And so <laughs> it's a good way me to being, say it, me being an old lady. Or we're just we have huge hips and I can't barely <laughs> fit into this chair. But it's great. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so okay. These I bought these oh. at the alpaca farm. I bought these little miniature alpaca and they're, they're adorable. made with alpaca fiber. Wow. And they call it fiber and not wool. Some people call it wool, but it's not really wool because there's no lanolin in it but it's dense and thick like wool sure but it's much softer it is super soft isn't it soft wow and then my youngest is daughter, she making things for yes, them oh, my youngest child is making clothing for these i have these little <laughs> alpaca figurines i bought three of them they're so cute one for each of my children and i brought them home i was like guys i bought a herd and they were like what and i was like yeah i have a herd come see that is adorable. So they each have an alpaca. And then my youngest daughter is crocheting these little scarves She's for doing them. Great. <laughs> and a little skirt for that is so cute. <laughs> She's making clothes for the alpaca. Aww. She'll probably be making hats for the real alpaca. And <laughs> that is the sweetest though. Oh, I love it. Yay. But it's really soft. Okay. Okay. What are we doing? Well, you're going to get to your stitches now, right? Oh, yeah. I took up all of the time. (laughs) No, that's good. That's a great thing. So, yes, we are going to cover the Stanley Hotel today. (gasps) And so I found some really cool... I was, was, you know, texting Angela and I was like, hey, hey, look at this pattern and look at this pattern and look at this pattern because I, you know, I just always want to do everything and anything. So she's going to show us a really, really cool pattern today. What is called the what? The waistcoat. 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 <laughs> West Coast. West Coast. <laughs> the waistcoat stitch. So yes. is it time to get stitching? Oh, it's time to get stitching. All right, stitchers. So for today's stitch, we are doing the waistcoat stitch stitch yes not the west coast stitch <laughs> be interesting though what would a west coast stitch look like i have no idea it'd be all like laid back relaxed it would be, it would be like a super laid back yes. shell yeah. kind of a thing yeah, see? right very beachy maybe we should create that one day we should the yeah. west, coast, west stitch. coast stitch i like it but but no we're gonna do waistcoat waistcoat stitch and what do you think it's a waistcoat stitch i don't know why it's called a waistcoat oh waist Coat. I can't do it. I can't do it. Waistcoat. Waistcoat. Waist, waistcoat. Hey. Waistcoat stitch. 
looks like it would be a simple stitch. Right. But for somebody like me uh-huh. who stitches tight, Uh-oh. it's not oh, so no. simple. So it's probably better for me. <laughs> yes. So warning for those of you out there who are attempting the waistcoat stitch. stitch. Stitch loose. Okay. You've got to adjust your tension so that the stitches are a lot looser. Okay. And so I have some tips on how to do that. And also use maybe thicker yarn when you're practicing it. Oh, because that makes sense. Yeah. It are, you naturally will stitch looser. Yeah. You can also use a bigger hook size because mm. that also makes the stitches looser. Got it. And the reason why it's better to stitch loosely when you're doing this stitch is because you're going into the post oh you're not going in the v you're going into the post okay and this is a common stitch that you use for uh, baskets when you're making baskets oh interesting yeah okay yeah but it it looks like knit it looks like a knit that's what i liked it it was really pretty it's really pretty it makes a vertical Mm -hmm. v and so you have a bunch of these little vertical v's going up and down Mm -hmm. in the panel so it's really really neat okay so it doesn't matter how much you change. So oh, change, really? Anything yeah. you want? Anything you want. It okay. doesn't matter because it's just a sting, a single stitch. So I'm chaining right now She's and like staring at, at Nicole. Me, it's creepy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Angela the Creeper. Okay. So we're just, I'm just doing some chains. Get that chain, chain gang. Chain gang. Yep. Okay. And then you're going to do, after you chain however many you want, mm-hmm. you're just going to do a row of single crochet. So oh, you're going to go into the second chain from the hook. Okay. And then just do a row of single crochets. Got it. So I'm doing that right now. And then when you get to the end of the row, chain one, turn. Okay. And then I've seen this a couple of ways. So if you're going to do the waistcoat stitch mm-hmm. in a round, I have to say it slow. Otherwise, yeah. I'm going to trip gonna, right. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. If you're going to do it in a round, obviously you're going to join. And the reason why you would do it in a round and why you do it like in a basket, because it really lines up the Vs. Because oh. you're always going on top. Because when you're flipping back and forth, mm-hmm. it always offsets just a little bit. Okay. Have you noticed yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. So it's all because you're... You're stitching wrong side, right side, wrong side, right side. Right. But if you're going in the round, it's always right side, right side, right side, right side. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's why this is a popular stitch for making a basket because it looks really pretty when I the V's line up on top of on top of each other. Yeah. So if you're going in the round, obviously you're going to chain as many as you want. Okay. Go back to the beginning chain and, and you slip, slip stitch, stitch to join there. So what's the difference between a magic ring and doing that? Because I've seen different, both of them now. Yes. Okay. So off topic, but I mean, I guess it goes with this. <laughs> so helps. a magic ring is a circle that you can tighten up. And in fact, you do. You yeah, tighten you it as tight as you up. can. Right. So when you are chaining and then you slip stitch around back, mm-hmm. that chain does not shrink. Oh, that's right. Right. That so it chain. makes okay. it a big Duh. circle. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, you would do that if you were <laughs> making a basket mm-hmm. or if you were doing just anything that's circular, like a headband maybe. Sure. Or, yeah. But with the basket, though, if you did that, you'd have to at least you'd have to tighten it up at some point. Right. Because you need the bottom. Yeah. The bottom would probably be a magic ring. Mm-hmm. But if you were just working on the, the round, round. Part. got mm-hmm. it okay yeah or if you started with sometimes when you're making baskets or making cylindrical things mm-hmm. you would start with the top you work in the round and then you go, go to the bottom down to the bottom yeah got it okay cool okay so after you have your foundation row of single crochets mm-hmm which I'm almost done all the way back Sorry, to I kept, mine. It was distracting. <laughs> it's okay. I wasn't looking. <laughs> nah. uh, okay. That's good. 
So then you're going to chain one and turn. Okay. Obviously. Yep. Even if you're going in the round, you're going to chain one before you start your next row. Got so it. chain one to turn. Then you're going to look. Normally you go into the V. Actually, when you are making a flat piece, you will go into that first V mm-hmm. just to make a nice edge. Okay. So, so go I'm doing a flat piece, v. so I'm okay. going back and forth. So I'm going to go into that first V. Mm-hmm that first stitch just to make a flat edge. And then I'm going to skip that first stitch because I already did it. Okay. Now I'm looking at, normally I would go into the next V, right? Right. We're not going into the V. We're going into the front, the stitch here. Oh, okay. So we're going into what's called the post, the post of the stitch. And if you look at it, we're looking at it from the back. You'll see that there's kind of like a V Mm -hmm. here and then a line on top of it. Do you see how there's like a V And then a line on top of it. Yeah. So you're going to go underneath the line on top Ah. and push it through. This is why being a tight stitcher Ah, is hard because it's hard to push it through. Then you're going to, you know, grab your yarn, pull through a loop and then complete a single crochet. So what I learned to keep these stitches nice and loose is that you're going to, when you yarn over and pull up the loop, you're going to pull up to height. Oh. So that it... it gives you a lot more room. Yeah, it okay. makes the stitch a little bit looser. That makes sense. So I'm going in the post again. Okay. I didn't... The same one or the next one? Next next post. Okay. So th- that's where you're going to enter for your single crochet. And then you're going to enter each post on the way back. Got and it. And that is your waistcoat. Interesting. Waistcoat. Waistcoat? <laughs> West Coast. I can't never do, do it. That. You guys That's take okay. a stitch every time I say it wrong. That's so funny. That's a lot of stitches. So see how I'm pulling it up to height yeah. right here? Yeah, I see that. And that's going to help keep it nice and loose so that when I go into the next row. It's got more room. Yeah. Do you see where that that's is? So that's so cool. where that goes. So, so going yeah. Under the line, I'm going under the line and through. through the V and pulling it through. Uh-huh. <laughs> under the line and through the v yep took my brain to a little dirty space there okay, i'm not gonna <laughs> fill in your blanks with that oh, on your funny. own okay so i'm gonna pull it through here pull it up to height mm-hmm. and that's it that's the waist and that you just do that back stitch. and forth yeah and you go all the way down and it makes a really pretty like you get these vertical v's that, that go is so all the neat. way through. I love and it. That's it. It's simple. The tricky part is just making sure that you're keeping your stitches loose. Right. So again, use a thicker yarn so that you can really see where you are inserting your hook. Yeah. And it also helps keep the stitches a little bit looser. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times when I was learning this stitch, I had to start over oh, again no. because I just couldn't get it was too tight my hook. Yeah, I was too tight. Oh, I, that's I, so I, funny. I, I stitched too tight and I just couldn't get my hook through. Yeah. So I really needed to adjust my tension and keep it loose so that I can insert my hook. <laughs> her brain is in a dirty place right now. I can see it on her face. <laughs> You don't know. The waistcoat. That is so cool. Yes. I love it. Yay. So so just to double check and re- remind myself, it's more for baskets, but can you make other things? Like- yeah, yeah. You can make anything with this stitch. It's a really thick stitch. So a lot of people will use it if you want to make something warm. Yeah. Because it's almost kind of like, it feels like you can feel it. Yeah. Go ahead and feel it. Oh, it's, it's really thick. thick. Yeah. So it, and it's really compact. So it's, so it's almost like, a, like a you're doing blanket, a, a single crochet right. on top of a single crochet. Right. 
That's, I mean, that's pretty much what you're doing. Will it lay flat then if it's... It will lay flat. Mm -hmm. It's just going to be thick. So a lot of people will use it for hats or leg warmers or ear warmers. Yes. That's Mm -hmm. a good idea. Yeah. Okay. I saw a bunch of patterns for that on on YouTube when I was looking at this. You know, I have like a million projects that I want to do. Yes, I know. (laughs) I am right there with you. If you take a look around this room, I have so many projects that are started. Yep. Yep. (laughs) They're just like. Totally. Yeah. I know. Someday I'm going to get to it. I don't know when. When when time like stops. (laughs) Because we need all the time in the world. I know. I need 30 extra hours now. That's where I'm at. 30 extra hours in my day. I would like that too. (laughs) That would be so awesome. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, well, that's the waistcoat. I love it. I said it right. You did it. Yay. Yay. That's the waistcoat stitch. Yes. All right. And then we will definitely make a video of me struggling through this (laughs) on our YouTube channel. So you can jump over to YouTube and and watch it. It's going to be Yeah, we've had a little hiatus of of YouTube, just heads up, because we've been doing things that don't need demonstrations usually. Yeah, we've been doing stitches that we've already demonstrated in the past or patterns that we don't have permission to demonstrate. But we're going to get back on the horse. We should have. Yeah, on YouTube. Socials, we have pictures and demonstrations. Yes. You can go on social and see our little workarounds to make sure that you guys get to see what we do and get to see, like, we actually are doing these stitches. We're We're not just talking about it. (laughs) I'm doing it right now. She's trying. She's struggling. I'm trying. (laughs) I love it. I'm such a tight stitcher. That's a good thing, though. Yeah. Like the opposite. It's a good, it's a good practice for me. So then you'll probably love this stitch because it's true, you know, nice and loose, but it's a really, I just love that. It's so pretty. Look at that. I love it. Yeah. I, when I saw it, I was like, that's a really neat way. That yeah. It just comes out really cool. So. And it looks like knit. Yeah. And so that's why it's, I think it's called the knit stitch. That's right. That I think that's right. It. Yeah. I think that's what it said. Yeah. The knit stitch. Knit stitch. Yeah. So we don't have knitting. We don't, we don't know how to knit, but yeah. this is I, a workaround. For I it. tried to knit once. Was it was hard. It was so hard. I kept dropping loops and Aww. losing count. And I made one scarf once and I'm like, okay, that's you it. Done? I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Crochet is so much better. It's easier. Yeah. My good friend that I, I lived with in Washington was a knitter and we'd watch scary movies and she'd knit and I crochet. Oh, yeah. I so love it. Just I like our podcast. Yes, Yay. exactly. So maybe she should show us how to knit one day. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, you want to get into story time. <gasps> yes, it's story time. We travel to Estes Valley, Colorado, to the Stanley Hotel. <gasps> The Stanley Hotel. So as always, I'm going to go into a nice little history and background of this of this really cool hotel. So we go to 1872 in Estes Valley, Colorado. And bef- at that time, it was a really beautiful, peaceful, scenic area with meadows and rushing streams filled with game and fish. There were some Native American tribes, and I'm so sorry if I, I butcher this, the Ute, U-T-E, Ute, Ute, Ute. I'm dumb, Ute. Ute and Arapaho tribes lived in this valley, but obviously moved elsewhere while more and more people discovered its splendor. It was such a serene piece of nature that the Earl of Dunraven, which is the a fun Earl name. The Earl of Dunraven. Right? I like that. The Earl of Dunraven. He wanted to keep the valley all to himself as a private hunting reserve. Of course he did. Yeah. He's like, nope, this is mine. But, and there's 6,000 acres he wanted. Holy bajolies. 6,000 acres. Yeah, he wanted That is it. a lot. 
However, how would you even know if anybody was like squatting on that land? Right, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. Like you'd have to travel it every single day, like all around, all day that long. That would. If I can't see every little bit of sure. my property, I'm like, <gasps> I don't it's know. If somebody out. could be on. Yeah, it stresses yeah. me out. And, and when we were looking at other properties, this is total just random side notes. But when we were looking at other properties, we were like, ooh, we could have ten acres. We could have, you know. And and I was like, no, that's too much. That's I would be freaking out because if it's not all fenced in, I'm like, how would I know if anybody else is on my land right that's how paranoid i am so Man, 6, you've seen acres. those stories where there's like <laughs> homeless people like sleeping in their like basements and attics and things like oh my they, gosh do you ever see those videos and they no. come out like in the oh, yes, middle yes, of the night yes 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 and they're like eating their food yes. and they're really care- like so how would you know like <laughs> you wouldn't know you wouldn't acres. know and there was this one property i think i was telling you about it once there was this one property that we were looking at and it butted up next to the pacific coast trail which is oh, a yeah. very you know famous trail that right. a lot of people hike and so you'd have people hiking through your property wouldn't you they like they could it. they would Ooh. be hiking close to it and one of the things that they were saying about the property they're like you're so close to the Pacific Coast Trail you could host people that, mm-hmm. to camp on your land I'm like nope. no no thank you no leaving all that trash I no, don't I'm want good. people on my land yeah, I'm trying like, to sneak into your house yeah, that's not cool yeah no I I'm private I yeah. like to have you know we keep our gates closed <laughs> exactly like, no everybody stand yeah so, so six thousand acres think about that that's insane but you know what. What? He was apparently run out of the area after trying to swindle folks out of their land and money. <laughs> so he's... 6,000 acres is not enough. He's got to swindle people out of their well, land and they money. Well, I think they were on those 6,000 acres. Oh, and... so he was trying to take it from them? Yes. And he's like, no, it's mine. Oh, and, and they're like, jerk. no, you can't have it. And so they all got together and were like, no, you, you got to stop that. There was a movie that we watched with the kids recently, and it's not a recent movie. It definitely is an older movie. And um, it stars, I, I know Oliver Platt plays, Ooh. oh gosh, Paul Bunyan. No oh, fun. But a, a bunch of like Wild West, mm-hmm. I know John Henry comes in, oh, a wow. bunch of like old Wild West legends come uh, support this little boy who Aww. who runs away because there's a rail baron that is trying to run people off their land. I love rail baron. Rail baron. Title. Right? He's trying to run people off the land. He wants to buy their properties so that he can put railroads through them and Mm. people are like i don't want to sell them but you know it's like i will kill you unless you sell me your land kind of a thing yeah oh gross it was a cute movie but that's uh, that's just like him yeah yeah earl of dunraven oh yeah but he's gone it's cool yeah this is a long time ago yeah (laughs) (laughs) he's out Okay. So then, meanwhile, Freeland Oscar Stanley. He's an American inventor from Kingfield, Maine, and he's widely known for the Stanley Motor Carriage Company. He was battling tuberculosis earlier in his life, and he fought it and won, but then it came back with a vengeance <gasps> when he was 54 years old. Oh, my yeah, this gosh. This guy just came back. The recommendation to battle this was fresh, dry air with yep. tons of sunshine and a hearty diet. Yep. Yep. This led him to take a break to the Rocky Mountains in Colorado as he was a property investor there. And he told him this would be the best place to get away and work on his health. Okay. So Stanley and his wife, Flora, reached Denver in March of 1903. It's a long time ago. Long time ago. Almost a hundred years. No, over a hundred years. <laughs> Hashtag because math. I love it, Angela. Over a hundred. I was going years. 120, and then I missed the 20. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, math, math. <laughs> 
Now, after a couple of months in the Denver area, the best doctor and expert in tuberculosis said it wasn't really helping. So he sent him to Estes Park at the end of June. They rented a very basic cabin there. And by the end of the, st- the summer, Stanley noticed his health had improved dramatically. Awesome. I have a quick story about Estes Park. Okay. When my mom was little... They used to go camping at mm-hmm. Estes Park. My mom, her family, and a bunch of other families, they would go camping at Estes Park. Yeah. And they, the kids, there was a ton of kids, they decided to go fishing one day. So they have, they just found sticks and they had some string and I think they had like safety pins and and a couple of the kids were catching like grasshoppers and sticking them on the safety pins. So with their live string, grasshoppers on live grasshoppers on safety pins because the trout love them. Oh, 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 yeah. OK, okay. trout okay. fishing. Got it, got it, got it. So they, you know, went to this little brook and then they were, you know, casting their makeshift rods. Yeah. Just string and a stick. And they caught like 50 <gasps> trout. Whoa. And all the other trout fishermen that are, you know, there's professional fly yeah. fishermen out there yeah. trying to catch all the fish. They are catching nothing. Uh-huh. And then they have just a bunch of these little kids just catching these a fish. Ton of them. And they caught 50. That's amazing. And so they brought them home and the adults were like, where are the kids? Where are they gone so long? And then the kids come back with 50 fish. Wow. And like we caught dinner. Fresh, fresh trout. Yeah, fresh trout. That's amazing. Yeah, so they just cooked them up and ate them. Okay, good to know. When yep. I go trout fishing the trout fishing grasshoppers on a, grasshoppers, on a safety pin. yes and i have another story about grasshoppers so <laughs> real quick i'm like full of stories that's today. great i'm i think i'm just excited so another quick story about grasshoppers we were trout fishing at a at a lake that we like to camp at a lot mm-hmm. and we had grasshoppers and my father-in-law was with us and he was handling the grasshoppers and baiting everybody's hooks and then he handed my husband a grasshopper immediately my husband and just like chucked it over his shoulder and was like nope Nope. and then we just started laughing he's like i don't know why i did that it was just like a a A reaction reaction. (laughs) (laughs) he's like don't want a bug in my hand (laughs) don't want it that's gross yes i get it oh that's so funny it was hilarious nice so he's like i can't control it my hand was just acting on its own it just (laughs) like nope it was a fight or flight response oh that's so funny well now i know trout though that's great yes Trout like the grasshoppers. Okay. So Stanley noticed his health was so much better staying out there. So he decided he wanted to return every summer. And he purchased some property to build a four-bedroom summer home he called Rockside. Rockside. Once settled into his summer home, he was still completely enamored by Estes Valley. But while there... Him and Flora really missed the sophistication of the East Coast society. So it's very different, right? We're out in the nature. It's really helpful. But he's like, his brain is like going a million miles a minute. Mm-hmm. So Estes Park was so gorgeous, but wasn't enough to, this was the, what they said, stimulate and challenge this multifaceted genius, according to oh, the Stanley yes. Hotel website. Multifascinated. Yeah. Fasc- well, he was like, yeah, he did so much. And you'll, you'll see, this is, it's really cool. So Stanley began construction on the Stanley Hotel to ensure the area would become a resort town and bring modern luxuries to the quaint nature reserve. Construction cost $500,000, which today would be $16.3 million. Oh my gosh. A lot. Now this is straight from Wikipedia. Wikipedia. To power the hotel. Stanley constructed the Fall River Hydro Plant, which brought electricity to SS Park for the first time. Upon opening on June 22, 1909, the hotel had a fully electric kitchen and steam laundry, a hydraulic elevator, electric lights and telephones, and 88 guest rooms, each pair sharing a bathroom. 
Near the hotel, Stanley built a concert hall with the Steinway Grand Piano as a gift for Flora. Aww. Yeah. During the day, guests at the Stanley enjoyed golf, bowling, horseback riding, and motor excursions. At night, there were formal <laughs> motor yeah excursion. motor excursions. Yeah. At night, there were formal dinners, concerts, and lighter entertainment such as billiards. The only amenity that was missing: heating, because the hotel was designed as a summer resort. Ah. Oh. So they didn't want to put I understand that in. why that ties into the movie that yeah, goes along with Yeah, you're going to see all that. Yep, there's okay. so much to that. Now, the steam car played a pivotal role in the hotel's operation. To transport visitors to and from the hotel, Stanley created a 12-seat model, which was thereafter marketed as the Mountain Wagon and became, wagon. Yeah, became popular at other resorts, such as those near present-day Olympic National Park in the state of Washington. Hey-o, Washington. Hey-o. But basically, Stanley really created and funded the whole town of Estes Park. He was pivotal in the roadways to the town, president of the Estes Park Bank, created the man-made Lake Estes, fairgrounds, schools, museum, everything. And fun fact, he created the Rocky Mountain National Park, helping to create hatcheries and introducing elk into the Yellowstone National Park. So he was basically very vital to all the national parks yeah, around there. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Get it, Stanley. Yes. Here is a small list of famous guests to stay at the Stanley Hotel in its early heyday. Okay. We have socialite Molly Brown. She's the uh, one. Yes. Okay, Unsinkable who is Molly Brown. Yes, exactly, from the Titanic. That was one of my favorite movies growing up. Aww. Did you ever watch the Unsinkable Molly Brown? No. <laughs> it's, it's such an old movie, but it was... It, I, it's so much fun. Like, so in the movie Titanic, is that played by, um, what's her name? Kathy? Kathy Bates. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Kathy Bates is Molly is Brown. Molly Brown. And, yeah. That's what I remember her. Yes. So Molly Brown was famous for just nothing could get her down. So she, I think, uh, got a lot of, earned, made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. We'll say that way. Okay. Made a lot of money in oil. Oh. And then. Oh, that's great. And then she accidentally burned all of her money and then she like made it back again how does she this is according to the movie so Mm. i don't know how much of it was true Mm. she uh didn't know where to put her money and she was scared to put it in a bank so she put it all in like the stove and then somebody lit a fire oh that's (laughs) smart didn't know that her money was in the stove oh that's not a good place to put your money in anybody (laughs) yeah but i think like she made and lost several fortunes and survived the titanic that is so and cool. So that's why she's known as unsinkable. the unsinkable Molly Brown. Makes a lot of sense. All right. So she visited the Stanley, John Philip Sousa. Hey. hey. President Theodore Roosevelt and the Emperor and Empress of Japan. Oh, that's cool. Right. I figured Teddy Roosevelt would visit there. I mean, yeah. that's totally his cup of tea. Oh, totally. The, mm-hmm. the whole big nature, but it's still a really grand hotel. Out there. Yes. Yeah, totally. Another fun fact. By the 1970s, the hotel fell into disrepair as years of neglect and lack of investment took over. Oh, bummer. Yeah, it was about to be demolished. (gasps) No. Yeah. If it wasn't for my favorite author, Stephen King. Yes, Stephen King. So here's a story about why. It's pretty cool. So him and his wife decided to take a trip together away from the kiddos, and they decided to stay at the Stanley Hotel. By the way, at this time, King was working on The Stand, which I thought was cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. 
The hotel was open, but was on the last day of the season before shutting down for the winter. And they were the only guests staying that night. <laughs> so by themselves. That's cool. Okay. okay. I, I get, you get the it? inspiration. Yes. Okay. The front desk basically told them they had to pay cash as well since they were done taking credit cards. And sure enough, King had enough cash on hand to front their stay. And they were placed in room 217 as it was the only room with linens. And I will return to this room again soon. 217. 217. So not 237. They changed that in the movie. And I'll tell you why. Oh, okay. Yeah. When he was interviewed by The View, King recalls retiring to their room after a night at the restaurant and bar and hearing the wind whistling outside that night. When he finally settled in for sleep, King had a very vivid and horrific nightmare. In the dream, a coiled fire hose had come to life and chased his screaming three-year-old son as he ran down the halls of the hotel. That's crazy. And eventually the fire hose catches up to his son, wraps him up tight and <gasps> swallows him whole like a snake. Oh, that's like in Jungle Book. Yes. Well, okay, we'll, we'll get to it in the movie, but uh -huh. it's not in the movie, right? No, it's not in the movie. It's in, uh, it's in his other movie that he created. And I'll talk about that. Oh, okay. It's a miniseries movie. Okay. Okay. This nightmare jarred King to wake up in a cold sweat. He decided to have a cigarette while staring out the window, looking over the Rocky Mountains. By the time he went back to bed, King had a rough outline of The Shining, which became his first hardcover bestseller. And this really turned the tide for the hotel and was restored to its glory days. Yay. Yeah. Way and, to go, Stephen King. Right? Good job, man. In honor of the novel, the hotel added a hedge maze, which is completely different, though, than an original movie. It's okay. only four feet high and very small, so you'll okay. not get lost. That hedge maze in the movie is insane, isn't it? Oh, I that's so cool. Yeah, I, I love wish that. it was real. Right. I would be like, dude, let's do it every time. Huh? Yes. Yeah. So no. Cool. Yeah. This the one that they installed is not. And a uh, fun fact, I didn't put it in this. Apparently, the reindeer had eaten it all the hedge maze. <laughs> so they planted it with juniper. So because that's mildly poisonous for uh -huh. them. So oh, don't poison the reindeer. Well, now they know not to eat it. Okay. So they won't eat it. So there you go. And they even remodeled the bar based on the movie. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And now serves as a holiday retreat for wealthy guests and re was renovated to have more than 200 hotel rooms. And it also has 40 condominium units. And most visitors seek the paranormal. <laughs> but does it have paranormal, though? Yes. Oh, well, yes. OK. OK. The Stanley Hotel probably has one of my favorite nicknames. You ready for this? I'm ready. Disneyland for ghosts. Oh, <gasps> I love that. <laughs> right? That's so good. There is a wide variety of paranormal activity in this hotel from shadowy figures, eerie laughter, flickering lights to items moving on their own. Full body apparitions have been spotted and even paranormal pranks have sent more than one guest packing. Oh. And according to nightlyspirits.com, the the ghosts do not like vacuums. Every time a cleaning crew tries to vacuum, the machines go haywire and turn off. Ah. At first, I thought maybe <laughs> their electrical system needs updating. But apparently, besides that, plugs actually go flying out of the wall. What? Yeah. Or maybe the vacuums need updating. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, how do they clean it? Yeah, they have to just keep battling the ghosts. Oh, that's crazy. But, yeah. The hotel, like many others, gives a ghost hunting tour when they stick guests on the fourth floor and they receive a ghost hunting kit along with a mug that says red rum. 
Ah, oh, red rum. Yes. <laughs> All right. Now, what's crazy about Stephen King's visit? Yeah. Let's go back to room 217. Okay. okay. This room is actually one of the most haunted locations in the hotel. Oh, okay. All right. No one actually died in the room, but this is the story about it. It's really cool. June 25th. 1911, Estes Valley experienced a flood causing the two-year-old hotel's power to go out for the first time ever. Stanley himself installed gas lanterns in each room for light, and unfortunately, there was a gas leak that caused a buildup of gas to form in room 217. Oh. The head housekeeper, Elizabeth Wilson, was going around lighting each gas lamp and lit a match in room 217. <gasps> Which triggered a massive explosion. Yes. Yes. Oh, no. The explosion blew out the front of the hotel, damaging roughly 10% of the hotel. Oh, my God. Someone even reported seeing a bathtub fly up in the air during oh, the blast. No. <laughs> and That's the explosion, kind of yeah, the explosion sent Mrs. Wilson through the floor into the McGregor dining room directly underneath the room on the first floor. And amazingly, she survived. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Her ankles were broken and she was in a coma, but she recovered not long after. And she returned to work at the hotel in 1913 and remained employed until 1950. <laughs> well, good for her. She was like, oh, she's like, OK, I got exploded. Gonna... But, you know, I'm going to still work here because it's the coolest place ever. Dude, that's a tough chick. That's she awesome. Is. Yeah. Now, staff and guests believe Mrs. Wilson never left room 217 oh. and still she still wishes to help take care of that room and the hotel. She's a kind spirit who will fold and put away your clothes. Oh, yep. I love that. Right? But then she'll move items around and turns lights on and off. One couple reported to a staff member that their bed was made around them during the night while oh. they remained asleep. <laughs> That's fun. Right? She's tucking you in. She's tucking you in. Being an old-fashioned kind of gal, though, she's not a fan of unmarried guests. So those who oh. sleep yep, in the same bed that are not married, she will visit. And these visitors will wake up feeling a cold force come between them. Oh! <laughs> yep. I love that! And they'll also find the man's things packed with his luggage by the oh, door. Oh, I love that! That's so fun! Right? I love her! She's like, nope. She's awesome! You aren't married. I love her. Yep. Okay. Now, also, four past U.S. presidents stayed in room 217, and almost more notably, Jim Carrey supposedly stayed in room 217 while filming Dumb and Dumber. Oh, really? Yeah. Did goes, they film it at the Stanley? Yeah. He walks by the bar oh. and he goes, they put a man on the moon. Oh, That's yeah, yeah, the yeah. Stanley Hotel. Oh. Yeah. Now, the rumor is that he got so scared staying in that room, he ran from the room half naked in the middle of the night. Oh, wow. He only stayed for a total of three hours. <gasps> no one exactly knows what happened to him, and he won't talk about it. Oh, Jim. So, yeah, he checks out. He's like, I demand another room, and a, actually just another hotel, and they put him in another ho hotel. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? Uh, that is crazy. Oh, here's a picture. Of the room where you go into it. That's 217. Yeah, that's a pretty that's a cool, cool hallway. Yeah. That's very pretty. As I mentioned earlier, when guests are staying for a ghost tour or a ghost hunt, they are typically placed on the fourth floor. There is a reason why. Okay, this okay. floor has probably the greatest number of haunted occurrences logged. Oh. Even though 217 is most haunted, the fourth floor is crazy. 
Now, over a century ago, the fourth floor was not actually hotel rooms, but was an enormous attic used for storage during the winter season when the hotel shut down. Then later, it was used as lodging for female employees and their children and also nannies. Okay. So a lot of kids. Mm -hmm. Now we see the fourth floor used as suites. Current guests report hearing children running around, laughing, giggling on the fourth floor, but can be heard an exponential amount in room 401. And I'll get to 401 soon. Also, many report that the closet door in this particular room tends to open and shut all on its own, or even women have their hair played with in the closet. I guess I'm going to 401 right now. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just dive in. Yeah. Let's go. Room 401. One man claimed he witnessed his wedding ring inexplicably move from the bathroom counter and fall down the drain of the sink in the bathroom. Uh Uh-oh. When guests check into the hotel for- <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. I just want to comment on that. Are we sure he's not just making that story up? You never like, know, like, right? Oh, I lost my ring. Oh, it, it, it must fell. have been. It was, uh, it it was fell a ghost. And it was a ghost. Don't, don't hate me, wife. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. I, I call sus on that one. <laughs> That's too funny. When guests check into the hotel for room 401, they give them a pamphlet explaining the paranormal phenomenon that occurs there. The hotel claims the room is occupied by Lord Dunraven, that ah, selfish man, right? Yeah. And some guests- He'll have, take your money. Yes. <laughs> As some witnesses, or some guests have witnessed him standing in the corner of the room near the bathroom door. A writer named Michael Nordine from the Discover website visited the Stanley to post on their blog. And in the middle of the night, he was woken up abruptly by someone breathing a few inches away from his face. <laughs> he went, he rushed and turned the lights on and looked around, but no one was in his room. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that. Like breathing in your face. Yeah. I mean, I have little kids and sometimes my cat and, <laughs> and they'll come up on you. Yeah. They come breathe in your face while you're sleeping. You're yep. like, my cat. He'll lick me, though. That's Aww. funny. Well, that's sweet, though. Yeah. This room is also popular due to the Ghost Hunter show. Do you remember hey, when that Ghost show Hunter. Yeah. Uh-huh. Jason stayed here when they investigated the Stanley Hotel. And while asleep, the glass he was drinking from and set on the nightstand suddenly imploded. Oh. <gasps> I remember watching that one. You do? Yeah. I want to go back and watch it. So that, I love that show. The Ghost Hunters I think they was were great. great. Yeah. yeah. I'm sad that they disbanded. And- they disbanded, but um, not Jason, but mm-hmm. one of the guys still, like he- Still he, does it. Yeah. He still yeah. does it. And he, oh gosh, I can't remember what the show is. I saw a couple episodes and just on YouTube where um, his daughter is doing it that's with right. him. That's right. That's right. And I think it's her husband. When they touch, mm-hmm. they footsteps like appear. So Ooh. they have some kind of energy that when they touch, they can, tapping. There's a lot of tapping. Oh, that's creepy. And so they can communicate that way. So they'll just, you know, two taps, yes, one tap, no. Mm-hmm. But it's only when they're touching. And like you can hear the tapping move if, if the ghost wants them to move to a different room. Yeah. You hear it move away. And so they just follow the tapping. So oh, that's freaky. It was cool. That's so Very freaky. cool. All right. Room 407 has had multiple guests report the same experience of being tucked into bed by an invisible force. Oh, that's cool. Others feel someone sit at the foot of the bed, but no one is visibly there. However, an indentation on the covers will be seen once the guests turn out the light or turn on the light. Oh, so they see the indentation. That's cool. And some guests that are outside the hotel report seeing a ghostly face in the window of room 407, (gasps) only to find out the room is not booked. Uh, 
Now, room 418 has the most reports of haunting from children's spirits, even though room 401 guests hear children's spirits as well. According to legendsofamerica.com, cleaning crews report having heard many strange noises from the room, as well as seeing impressions on the bed when the room has been empty. When guests stay in the room, they often report that they hear the children playing in the hallway at night. When they say, when they check out, there's no children around, which I don't know. That's a big hotel. There's got, yeah. You know? There's kids. Well, and there's people ghost hunting constantly. So they probably giggle like kids, I'm sure. So, oh, yeah. You know. I, so I would. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> right? <laughs> so it's fourth floor. Room 428 is known to be most haunted on the fourth floor. Supposedly, guests hear footsteps and furniture moving above them. But that's impossible as the slope of the roof over them would not allow these types of sounds or movements. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. And in the corner of the room, guests report seeing a friendly cowboy. <laughs> friendly cowboy. Yep. No one has actually passed away in room 428, but the hearsay is that it is local explorer James Nugent or Rocky Mountain Jim. Hey, Rocky Mountain Jim. Yeah, he was an early founder of the town. But again, no one knows for sure who exactly the cowboy ghost is. But if you are female, Uh-oh. watch out. A spirit is known to gravitate towards the female persuasion and has also been known to give a little cold smooch to those he favors most. Ew. Yeah. Cowboy like Jim. Ghost, ghost kiss. You've got to ask permission for that. He's like, nope. Take it. Sir. Do Sir. Not. <laughs> I love that. Do not steal kisses. Nope. Flora's Gift. The concert hall is also home to some pretty good haunts, which... Why wouldn't you if you're a ghost? Right? <laughs> I was I'm like on a concert hall. I, yeah, there's a there's a piano. That's the best place to be, right? Yeah. So along with the actual hall, Stanley had given Flora, as I mentioned earlier, a Steinway grand piano in which she played as often as she could. To this day, classical piano can be heard drifting through the concert hall at night when no guests are around. And apparently the nightly concerts increased more when the concert hall was renovated in 2000. Rumor is that Flora is still performing for guests. But like I said, if I were haunting a place, it would be that piano. Yeah, I would too. Right? Yeah. It's the best place to be. Chopsticks all night long. Wouldn't that be the best, though? You're like, sure, you could play, you know, beautiful masterpieces and, and have like... That flood all the, the right. hallways, but no chopsticks. If I was a ghost. I'd do heart and soul. Heart and soul. We'd be the most annoying ghosts ever. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Too. Well, another ghost named Paul is said to frequent the concert hall. He was a maintenance man for the hotel, but known as a jack of all trades there and was well known for enforcing the 11 p.m. curfew. It's 11 o'clock. Go to bed. That's is that weird? <laughs> and he didn't die very long ago. So this is crazy. Okay. The staff and guests here get out aimed at them when they're wandering a concert hall really late at night. And a construction worker was sanding the floors of the concert hall when he felt someone nudge him at least a few times before he finally left. Someone was weird. Like, like, get out. Get of out. Here. Yeah. Get out. Get out. Here. Yeah, exactly. This is my house. <laughs> Paul died in 2005. See that? 11 p.m. curfew. It, 2005. What? That's crazy to me. Yeah. Why would a hotel enforce an 11 p.m. curfew? It I don't know. wouldn't. So just heads up, everybody. Weird. Interesting. But he had a couch in the concert hall's basement. 
When he passed away, no one in his family wanted to come to the hotel to take the leather couch, so it stayed. Staff and tour guests claimed to see a man sitting on the couch, lights flickering down there, and doors opening and closing unexpectedly. Paul is still there. He's like hanging out. He wanted everyone out by 11 because that was probably his bedtime. He's like, get out of here. I'm going to go to sleep sleep. on the couch. (laughs) That's probably right. They probably got rid of the 11 p.m. curfew like later. No, like way back. I I don't know. I don't know how long Paul worked there, but they probably got rid of it like, you know, early 80s or something. You know, maybe he worked there for a long time. I don't know. And he was just like, yeah, just kept doing it. Get out of here. It's 11 o'clock. I'll go. go I wonder if the 11 p.m. curfew was just for the concert hall. It would probably have to be Does for that, the concert right? hall. Because yeah. if you like, don't want people to be like in the piano area or something. Yeah, don't music. disturb the guests past, yeah. past 11 p.m. So I don't know. But yeah, 11 p.m. curfew. There Interesting. <laughs> Next, there was a pet cemetery right outside of the hotel. No! Why? <laughs> no relation to Stephen King. But yeah, there's a pet cemetery. Oh, no. And some pets don't want to leave. Oh. Yeah, there is a golden retriever named Cassie and a white fluffy kitten named Comanche. Comanche? They've both been seen and heard all over the property outdoors. Oh, I love that. Right? I love that. And then there's, when I was looking for photos of the website, there is a photo where there's a little girl on the ground and she looks like she's petting a cat, but it's like very like vapory. Oh. That's cool. That would be my youngest, a hundred percent. Yeah, she's constantly looking for cats to pet. Well, there you go. She'd probably find the ghost cat. Oh, she would. Oh, that's cool. Yep. We move to the grand staircase, or as it's most known as the vortex. Oh no! Yeah, (laughs) the vortex of poltergeist. Yeah. Yes, people believe the staircase that is located in the main lobby. The staircase. The staircase. No, I like staircase better. (laughs) We'll leave it. We're leaving it in. It's scare, scare case. case. That, that makes if more I sense, can't right? say waistcoat, you have to say <laughs> scare case. <laughs> All right. It's located in the main lobby and people believe it's an actual portal for the ghost to visit the hotel. Oh, wow. Yeah. Guests have reported cold spots in the stairs and starting to feel really dizzy, not from the heights, but from feeling as if something had just passed right through them. Ooh. Many orbs and distortions have been photographed on the grand staircase. For example, in 2016, a guest visiting from Houston, Texas, took some photos of the grand staircase. Yeah, Houston. When he reviewed them, when he returned home, he noticed a figure at the top of the stairs, but he didn't recall anyone on the staircase when he snapped the photos. Some say it's just someone rounding the staircase and him just not remembering properly, but... You can find the photo on kens5.com news website. It was published on April 13th, 2016. That's the birthday of my youngest. Hey. (laughs) And let us know what you think. So I'm going to show Angela. It's really small, but there's a staircase. Yeah. There's the figure right there. Oh, yeah. There's definitely a figure on the staircase. She's like, it's like a lady in black. You see it? I do. But it also looks like maybe... Well, I don't know. I mean, because it's a very similar next to her, like a balustrade or whatever those are called. Yeah. So, I mean, she looks pretty similar to that, but. But she's human. You can see the figure. When they blow the photo up, I'll have to show you that later. It's definitely a person. You can see a person. 
Oh, interesting. And in the vortex, grand staircase, even Mr. and Mrs. Stanley have been spotted here hand in hand as they watched over the busy scene of their hotel lobby. Aww. Yeah. And speaking of Mr. Stanley, he is frequently seen in guest photos when they are in the billiards room. Because that's his favorite place to visit (laughs) in a hotel. fun. Yeah. He just like creeps in the photos and yes yeah in (laughs) fact on one ghost tour he was said to have appeared during a tour group's visit to the billiard room and materialized behind a member of the tour oh that's fun he likes oh i want to be on that tour right how fun i love that he's having fun with his happy guests yes bartenders in the bar have also seen stanley come through the bar and when they try to cut him off at the kitchen he disappears (laughs) so those are his two favorite places i love it mr stanley you're awesome the stanley hotel has a complete underground cave system (gasps) directly underneath the hotel that's cool then the reason was because the stanley hotel was built in its early years it was very unprofessional for staff to be seen by guests so just like disneyland oh yeah the underground tunnel system yep employees use the underground pathways to travel between hotel locations rooms laundry facilities etc and guess what the caves have a high concentration of, Angela? Ghosties? Limestone and quartz. <gasps> Perfect. As we've discussed, remember the factors of limestone and their belief to draw paranormal activity. Now, there's not really a lot of ghostly apparitions or anything in the tunnels, but employees have been known to smell home-baked goods down there when there is no source. They believe that it is due to the pastry chef that once worked for the hotel when it was first opened. Now, most sites, they say no one's died down there, but there is a rumor that the French pastry chef was killed in the tunnel when it collapsed as he was on his way to the women's dorms. But that was only one Why was source. Why going to the women's dorms? Exactly. <laughs> that was one source. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find anything else. Most of the tunnels were actually filled in years ago for safety reasons, but the staff do use some of the tunnels to this day and mostly to access the break room. So they still use them. Oh, that's cool. Guests on tours do sometimes capture spooky things on camera. Nice. Which you saw in that one for them, Houston, right? Yes. On the Travel and Leisure website, John Mosling and Jennifer Martinez Mosling submitted a really creepy photo while on a ghost tour. They didn't notice the photo until they returned home. I'm going to show you really soon. Oh, I'm excited. Okay. The photo is of the tour group patiently sitting around a staircase, and there are blurry photos or images of two young girls one going up the stairs and one coming around the bend of what looks like the other set of stairs. The problem with this, there were no young girls on the tour that night and they do not recall any little girls walking on their own through the tour group. Oh, it's the twins. Holy crap, guys. So these, oh, so there's one definitely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've got chills like crazy (laughs) right now. This is, I can't, oh my gosh. Right. This is the most it's a very Real, clear photo, right? Clear apparition photo that I've seen in my life. Like other ones, they this is insane. Because <gasps> so there's someone sitting back here, right? You see someone yeah. sitting back here. This is the tour guide. Yeah. She's standing on the steps. This one has no legs, really. You can see her kind of going up. But this mm-hmm. one definitely looks the, like she's walking. They're full body up. apparitions. Yeah. They are blurry they do have you know kind of like an aura around yeah. them nobody else is i mean this one person's a little blurry yeah but you been can moving, tell it, yeah. but most like the people they're all are together. very very clear yeah, exactly and so wow that is cool Isn't that creepy i love that right <gasps> yeah got chills i love it now last here's okay. my last is it worth the trip to visit the stanley hotel yes okay <laughs> let's go well 
Going through TripAdvisor's reviews. Okay. I have to be honest. Okay. It's hard to say. Uh-oh. If you are planning on visiting solely for the prospects of a paranormal encounter or the ghost hunts while enjoying some fresh Rocky Mountain air, then the Stanley Hotel is right for you. However, many complain that the price of a room... Uh, you won't get the luxurious accommodation you're hoping for. Many linens are outdated and soiled. The rooms Ew. are really basic. <laughs> yeah. No microwaves, no fridges, no AC. They provide a portable AC unit, but apparently for one guest, the heat was cranked up during the summer months to ensure the pipes wouldn't freeze over in the winter or something like that. Oh, so this guy was like touching sweating. pipes and it was like hot. Yeah. Oh. And he was like, why is the heat on? And they wouldn't turn it off. Oh, weird. There's no room service. <laughs> and it's like $400 a night at least. Okay. Well, ghost hunting. Yes. Yes. Going there for a luxury experience. Yes. No. No. Okay. Yeah. I got it. Toiletries are nothing special. The internet isn't the greatest. You're in the mountains, obviously. Mm -hmm. One guest complained about the dust and how no one really cleans the rooms well. Because the vacuums don't work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they keep getting unplugged. Yep. And one complaint I noticed was there are no really real friend, family friendly restaurants on site. So if you're traveling with kids, just be prepared. You might have to leave the hotel, which is you have to make a trip to have yeah, some Yeah, because it's stuck up in the middle of the yeah. Rockies. Yeah. So that is the Stanley Hotel. How cool. We're still going. Okay. <laughs> I have a, one of my sisters lives in Denver. That's right. And so this is like, she wants to go. So another momcation, yeah. we can just stay with my sister. No, I love Colorado. Colorado is beautiful. I've only been there once and I love it. And I want to go back. Colorado is amazing. We yeah. used to take a lot of family trips there when I was little. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. It's fun. Let's do it. Okay, Stanley Hotel. Mom, Momcation, Stanley Hotel, Colorado. But there's a lot more I want to go into with our movie review. I have opinions. Have <laughs> no, I have opinions about our movie. Okay. Uh, warning, you guys may... I, I, I still love you guys. Please still love me after I talk about my thoughts on this It's okay. Movie. No, don't worry about it. No, no. You know what? I... I I bet we're on the same thoughts, but okay. Stephen King's probably with you anyway. So, oh, good. Yeah, good. Okay. So, is it movie time? It's movie. The Stanley time. Hotel is freaking awesome. <laughs> it's I'm movie a, time. It's movie time. Okay, Let Stitchers. Yes. Again, so I'm just going to do another, another like just kind of warning out here. I did not enjoy this movie. That's okay. And I know that it's a cult classic. This is my first time seeing The Shining. Mm -hmm. I fell asleep. I had to watch <laughs> I was it falling again. Slowly. <laughs> I had to watch it again. And I it's still long. was like, it's really long. okay, well, let's get into it. Yes. So, okay. The Shining. This is the original 1980 movie. Okay. It got 8.4 stars on IMDb. Boo. And the synopsis, <laughs> a family heads to an isolated hotel for the winter where a sinister presence influences the father into violence while his psychic son sees horrific forebodings from both past and future. Yeah. Okay. Now, let me, let me, I know you hate it. Let me just okay. talk about it real quick and that might help you. Okay. Now I agree with you and Stephen King. Okay. Stephen King did not like this Kubrick version. I, yeah, I think my issue is Stanley Kubrick. Yes. That's my issue. Yes, I agree. He shouldn't I, have touched this movie. No, I think it would have been, I think if I read the book, 
I yes. will like the story. The book is amazing. That's yes. where I love. And it made me, I could not sleep for a so few So I haven't read the book. The so book I think amazing. I need to read the book and forget about this movie. I didn't like it. And I think it's Stanley Kubrick because Stephen King is awesome. Right. And I feel like Kubrick, uh, he I don't want to say lot. bad. Yes. I was going to say <laughs> bad words here, but like he messed it up a yeah. lot. There was so much stuff that I'm just like, it's hilarious. It's insanely offensive. Oh, yeah. Okay. It, it Yeah. Okay. Let me, let me it, let, yeah, do your thing and we'll go into my <laughs> stuff. Go ahead. Well, you might. So this will actually help, I think. Okay. Too. Okay. So Jack Nicholson, obviously a really, really good actor, right? He is the Joker the entire movie. Yeah. I can't like. No, he does a really good job with that. He's the Joker huh? the yeah. whole movie. He, yeah, he's, he does a good job portraying the plunge into insanity, right? But the book version. It's more of a slow burn and you don't read it as a drastic change. Like no, the movie. this was in the movie. It was like instantly you already knew when he, he got was going there, to be crazy. When right? he got there, he was yeah. just like, bam. No. And the lead, Shelley Duvall is a great actress again, too. But no, she's olive oil. Yes. So I watched the Joker yes, and the and olive oil, oil exactly. try to, to be together. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> she's made to seem by Stanley Kubrick as really weak and feeble right from the start. Yes. Right. Oh but, my gosh. So this is one of my notes. Like okay. when she held the knife and, and was running around with the knife, she's like, she's oh, like, her hands oh, are oh. <laughs> like, what is that? No. And she's like, no. Yes. <laughs> like, it's terrible, isn't it? Uh, and the way she was swinging the bat, I'm like, there's no way you hit him hard enough to knock, to him, knock him down. Exactly. Now in the book uh-huh. and in most Stephen King books, my women Stephen are King, badasses. Female characters are a lot more stronger yes. and wiser. Yes. So this movie is terrible. Yeah. She escapes at the end of that movie, right? Yeah. But she just seems so pathetic the whole time, right? Yeah. She's like, oh, no. Like he's yelling. He's like time. cursing at her to get the fuck out. Sorry. Yeah. Language, no, but, but yeah. No, I mean. He's, and she's like, takes it. And she's horrible. like. Horrible. Okay. He is horrible. Yeah. She's like, I think maybe we need yeah. to take our son <laughs> to the doctor. Right. And he's like, you think maybe. What about my needs? Right. <laughs> just being an in, uh, yeah. Yeah. horrible, 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 chauvinistic. Yes. Asshole. Right. Like, and she takes it worse than an asshole. Just so mean to her right mm-hmm. off the bat. No. no. And it's only in chauvinistic men's minds that they think that women will be compliant. Can, yeah. Compliant yeah. and take it and be yeah. like, oh, OK. And she doesn't no. know me, though. Women would smack the crap out of a oh, man and leave like that. and be like, gone. OK, I'm not yeah. taking this crap. No, and I would have left Ugh. in a heartbeat. That, so. I mean, that drove me insane. Yeah. No, I know. I know. <laughs> it made me so mad. So you know that King actually worked with Warner Brothers to produce the miniseries that came out in 1996 that King wrote himself because he hated that original movie. Oh, good. And I, we could I need to it. watch that. Yeah. And they filmed it at the actual Stanley Hotel. Cool. Because The Shining, the original, was filmed at like the Timberlake Lodge in Oregon. In Oregon. Yes. Yeah. I was wondering because it, it some, some of it sort of looked like the Awani Hotel in Yosemite oh, too. Okay. Just the kind of the styling of it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a different lodge and they changed the room number like a, we were talking about earlier. It's not 217. It's 237 in the movie because they were afraid that 217 would be like popular. Like it is in the Stanley Hotel. It is. Yeah. That like the placard of the of the hotel. Yeah. Number they keeps steal getting, it. Yeah. yeah. So now it's like permanently fixed in because people keep stealing it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was like, oh, we're going to change it. So we're not going to get 217 visited. And it's, no, it's a well, made that's up dumb yeah. because now people are like, ooh, 237. Right. Like, either one. Not. They go to either one. Yeah. 
So there you go. Timber, sorry, I said Timberlake. Timberline Lodge in Oregon is where they filmed it. So yes, I'm with you, right? The little boy, like my husband and I talk about this all the time. How do they get little kids to act in horror movies like that? Especially he's like know. touching the knife. Remember yeah, that part where he's yeah, like, yeah, he yeah. wakes up, he's not him anymore. He's right. Not Danny. He's, he's uh, what? Tony. Tony. Yeah, that's he's, right. Tony. he's Tony. And he's like holding the knife. I swear, I, I it's been a long time since I've watched this movie. I thought he was going to cut himself actually and use his blood to write red rum. But you know, he takes oh, he the, lipstick. the lipstick. Yeah. But I was like, oh my God, this little kid's probably traumatized from this movie. Seeing like Jack Nicholson, like act like that like come at them with a big axe and yeah, things like and chasing him through yeah. i mean they probably didn't film Have jack him. nicholson actually sure. chasing him in the maze it was probably just him okay yeah. run through the maze and act scared and act really scared yeah. yeah but still this poor kid he did I a really good job but yeah he did a yeah i don't know how little kids act in yeah. these things i i I couldn't do it. I right? mean, I can't do it as an adult. I wouldn't put my kids through it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's a big I mean, beef I, I mean, have. they have bigger imagination. So maybe it's like, oh, we know it's all pretend. Ha ha ha. And so it's kind maybe. of like dress up pretend. Right. But if you have a, like an adult that's that intense. Right. And, like, coming he at you. He is a good actor. I would not be convinced that he's not crazy. I He's totally crazy. Right. I think he's totally crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he's insane. What's funny about this movie is mm-hmm. it produced one of my favorite Treehouses of Horror of the simpsons <laughs> i love treehouse of war did you see the one with they'd make fun of this and it's called the shinning the shinning yeah <laughs> and he's like homer is like it's it's hilarious oh yes yes okay. it's triggering memories yes yeah okay but see the only reason why i like the shining is because of that <laughs> the movie okay. the book's great the book is wonderful read the book Guys. Some great things I can say about the movie is that some of the shots are beautiful. I love the visuals that yeah. they have going on in the hotel. And I love the colors that they have going on. Sure. It's really cool. And I love how many and like I love the the big wheel riding through and, and the way that they shoot him. They film the kid on oh, the big wheel yes. riding through the riding whole through hotel. The hotel. And the like, sound. That's so cool. The sound, the sound of, of it. it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there's some really cool right. shots. Right. And when they do the overhead of them in the hedge maze. Yeah, that's that really, was really cool. Neat, right. And so many things in The Shining have been parodied yes. on so exactly. many Exactly. That's and what like, I love about I've it. I've seen this meme right? and I've seen like this being done like a gajillion other right. ways, you know. Right. And so I'm like, oh, I know this scene. Oh, I know this. I know this. I've never seen the movie, the movie. before. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I get this. So it relates. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, and you know, there's things that you wait for, like, here's Johnny. Yep. That's very popular. All work and no play makes Jack a dull yep. boy. <laughs> makes Homer go something. No beer and no TV make Homer go something, something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love. But anyway. Yeah. So yeah, we need to watch the uh, the, the remake. And I I, yes. I, I think I, at the top of my head, sorry if this was wrong, but I think it's one of the actors from Wings. You remember that show Wings? Yeah, I loved Wings. And I think it's Rebecca De Mornay. I okay yeah i think yeah. she's rebecca de mornay i loved her too she's the the lead i think in the okay. as, a, as an actor so i think it's better i don't remember it though very well i did okay. watch it when it first came out so mm-hmm. maybe we'll have to rewatch that but it's a it's a mini series so it's okay i would love to watch it yeah do but, they have a naked lady coming out of the bathtub? I don't remember. I'm like, when that happened, I was like, oh, this is why this movie is so popular. Because you get like full on oh, naked lady. Oh, she's this huge lady coming out of the tub. Yeah, I know. Yeah, full on naked lady. Yep. And my husband and I were like taking bets. We're like, okay, so <laughs> how I'm like, she's got a merkin. Like, you know, yep. there, there's there's bush there. 
well this is 1980 so the yeah, 70s so had just ended yeah but. and there's some cool paranormal elements the whole like again what you're saying like the the blood coming out of the elevator that's been parodied so much oh my gosh yeah um, but it was, was original like, back then that i was, was like really cool. how much cranberry juice did they oh have to buy gosh, to <laughs> ruin the hall right I'm like is it just colored water i hopefully it was colored water i and hope not so just, too like sticky cranberry juice uh, that would be so terrible to clean oh that would be gross i wonder where they filmed that too i should have looked that up but yeah and and it was kind of neat in the ending you know you see him in the photo i thought that was kind of neat yeah photo from 1921 yeah. so i may have fallen asleep as to why that is significant <laughs> no i think it's just when when you're um when you die in the hotel you're basically stuck in time remember the ghosts don't have a time right, right they can right, go right, right. back and forth so so is that the party that he visited yes okay when he was at the bar yes yes okay mm-hmm. all right that there makes sense so that's why he's in that because I was like is he because one thing that I was confused on and maybe this is explained in the book so the butler Mm -hmm. who was supposed to be the caretaker that murdered his family there right right? before him before him the butler when they do their scene in the bathroom he he's like you've always been the caretaker it's always been you right so I'm like is he does he keep getting reincarnated? No. And coming no. back? Or is it just a different, different guy person. every time? They want to take a different soul every time. Okay. That's my take on it. Okay. And what's crazy is they, remember, we, we look at the girls and we call them twins. Yeah. Remember, I don't know, at the beginning, I just, I, it was like, oh, they're not twins. Because when he's talking about the history, the manager of the hotel, he says he had two daughters between eight, like one was eight, one was 10. Yeah. So I was like, everyone thinks of them as the twins yes, because they're they just look dressed very the same. similar. Yeah. They're dressed the same. Their hair is the same. Yeah. Their faces are very different. And one slightly taller exactly. than the other one. Yeah. yeah. But they're not twins. They're so, just sisters that yes. are acting in duplicate. Yes. And so and that we've creepy changed style. that to like, oh, they're twins. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I had to point that out. And in my mind, I thought, I thought the girls played a bigger role in the movie because they're always made such a big deal outside of the movie yeah but they aren't yeah they aren't they're just like they're in flashes yeah and then they have come play with us danny yeah that's it they have a couple little lines that's it that's it there's the shining what do you think stitches (sighs) (laughs) i hated the movie i'm sorry (laughs) like i fell asleep it's slow it's boring it's very slow there's not like he just instantly goes insane and he's just a jerk. He's such an ass. Like mm-hmm. the whole movie, there's no transition. It's just, he's just a jerk. Right. The whole thing. And Shelly Duvall is, she's too weak. She's too, like mm-hmm. she takes it and it bothers me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like the writing and I'm glad that Stephen King didn't either. Yep. It was a bad adaptation. Exactly. Yeah, the and book is so much better. I have to keep emphasizing that. You have to read the book. I have to the read book. the book. The, there are some really awesome visuals. Mm-hmm. The naked lady getting out of the tub did not need to be that emphasized. Oh, it's like, like a long time. I was, was like, this is yeah, stretching Yeah, it was out. a little gratuitous. Yes. It was the whole movie. The tone of the movie was so like chauvinistic and yep. just, ugh. Yep. It was so gross. Oh, oh, the use of the N-word too. I was oh, like, oh, right. no. Constantly, yeah. 
It was, was crazy. Not cool. The chef was awesome, though. I he died him. right away. Yeah, that was kind of sad. <laughs> That's again. I don't know. I forgot that part in the book, but I was like, that was too quick. Like, yeah, him showing up and just getting immediately hacked. died. And like, like the whole point of him showing up was so that they had help. a way to leave. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. that was really it. They yeah, got rid you're of right. him quickly. That's it's right. Like, but he's they here. So focused they can go. on him so much throughout the whole movie, and uh-huh. then it just ends so instantly quickly. dead. Yeah, which is really sad. Like he should have had a bigger fight scene, right? One thing, sorry, we were going to get the stitches, but one thing that I, I want to point out in the book that made me stay awake because I read this in high school and it made me stay awake at night was because Danny goes out and he sees the hedges and the hedge maze is actually part. There's animals. The hedges are actually shaped like animals. Oh, and okay. they move. Ooh. And it, I, I don't know why, but it, the way he Stephen King wrote about them, mm-hmm. that's what scared me. And I Ooh. wish they put that in the movie, but they didn't. Trees, like that's what scared you about Poltergeist was the kid getting yes! eaten by the trees. See, natural. So you don't like the, don't like the natural forest elements. Things. Yeah, yeah. Kind of life. That's not you. cool, man. Not yeah, cool. no, 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 so, no. But yeah, that, I wish they put that in the movie, but they didn't. So, yeah. There you go. And Shelly Duvall not getting out of the window. Come on. She yeah, could have gotten out of the window. She's tiny. She got her shoulders out. Oh, she and, could like, have hurt. Her, half of her body was out. Yeah. I'm like, the she rest of you is smaller than your shoulders. Exactly you can get out. right. She's Come like, on. She's like a toothpick. She's so. like, oh, I can't. <laughs> yes. yes you can yes you can uh, yeah. all right well how many stitches okay. do you give it? i don't like the movie okay sorry guys i'm sure i will love the book i'm sure yes. when i watch You'll the remake the i will yes. like it i didn't like this adaptation of the shining okay it's gonna get like a one i don't wow. think i'm ever gonna watch it again wow I, it pissed me off so much okay <laughs> i get it i totally I didn't get like it. it no it's okay and you know what it's fair I, I give it at least a three because it's just an homage to the Stanley and I won't watch it again. I'm sorry. I won't no, watch it I don't, again. I mean, this was when we first said that we were going to do movies. Yeah. This was one of the movies I said, I've never seen The Shining. Yes. And I need to see it because yes. like, because everybody, it was everyone, a high rated thing that everyone needs to see. Yeah. You know, like, especially if you're talking about horror movies, right. this is like one Epitomies. of the OGs. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I don't get it. I don't like it. <laughs> it's okay. Ugh. I will never watch it again. I don't need to. Yeah. Watch the I had to watch it twice and it drove me crazy that I had to watch it twice. No. I was like, where did I fall asleep? (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. There's The Shining, everybody. There's The Shining. Take take a look at the miniseries, though, and if it's out. I've never found it, so maybe that's why. So if you guys want to fight me on my (laughs) Shining review, please come at us with anything that you want to talk about. You can contact us at theominousstitch at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. Give us your listener stories. If you've been to The Shining or The Shining, if you've been to The Stanley and seen any ghosts, please let us know. That would be so cool. If you've been to any haunted hotel, because we want to do a whole bunch of these. Yeah. Let us know or just anything. If there's anything you guys want to talk about. Even crochet patterns. If you just want to say, <laughs> hi, guys, we would love to hear from you. Just contact us. Yeah. If you want to support us, that's another way you can reach out and contact right. us. You can go to our Podbean account. Mm-hmm. So go on podbean.com and type in TOS or The Ominous Stitch. That's right. You will find us and you can become a patron if you'd like to. Help support our podcast. Hey. <laughs> and we will send you stuff. We, we will, will give send you shout you outs. We'll make you things. Eventually it'll be something alpaca maybe. Wait. I don't know. That's so cool. I know. I can't believe it. But we would love to hear from you. And thank you for joining us for another exciting. Amazing. Amazing. I keep using the wrong word. Amazing okay. episode. Mm. And we will see you next time, Stitchers. See you, Stitchers. Uh-huh.